Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, I got some good news for the Broncos. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, Broncos get good news on wide receiver Jerry Judy. It's a mild ankle, ankle injury, sources say. His status for this week has not yet been been determined, but they received promising results. Nick, that's good news, right? Uh, I, you know, when he first went down, uh, the way that he grabbed it, I think a lot of people jumped to some conclusions, including some people on Twitter, um, trying to diagnose it that he had torn his Achilles and myself included. I didn't ever say that publicly because I think that's, you know, you can't jump to conclusions like that on Twitter, but uh, the way that he, he grabbed the back of his, his foot there, I was worried it was either a really bad ankle sprain or, you know, um, you know, an Achilles or something like that. But this is, this is good news. I, I thought they might be losing him for the season. And then obviously they struggled yesterday without him on the field. Well, yeah, I mean, it takes uh, me back, and it's reminiscent of game one in New York. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, and Jerry Judy is having a phenomenal game, and then all of a sudden he goes down, and we're thinking, okay, uh, in a situation like that, you're thinking that maybe it's a knee, maybe it's an ankle. He missed a significant time, and then when he came back in Pat Sherman's offense, he was never utilized properly. Now, we look at you know Jerry Judy now. He was going to be sorely missed. An idea that Jerry Judy is going to play in the next game, I'm not a doctor, right, and neither did I stay in the Holiday Inn, but I'll tell you, uh, I, I think it's um, something that don't don't count on it uh, for him to play in the next game. It would be great if he, if he does because when you think about what happens with an ankle, that can lead to a lot of things because you got ligaments, bones, tendons, and all of those things. And, oh, by the way, sometimes it creates a high ankle sprain. And so that high ankle sprain, George, I can tell you, that's a hey, like Drake said, like a broke angle. It's nothing to play with. So it makes it really difficult to go out there to play wide receiver and to get in and out of the cuts. But here's what it does. It provides an opportunity so we can see more of Kendall Hinton, who I thought had a decent game. Uh, Jalen Virgil with the, the, the sole touchdown uh, for the Broncos. We get a chance to see more uh, of, of him uh, in the game. And Cortland Sutton, a, a guy who I thought, took a backseat, disappeared someone as a player and as a leader. We saw him making some great catches, and probably one of the better catches that uh, Colin Sutton made in his career was the one when he was falling down, and he just reaches up, pulls it out of the air, and grabs it with his mitt and just kind of pulls it against his body. I was like, yes, there it is. I don't know where he was, but there is Colin Sutton, so we need to see more of that guy. Yeah, that that catch was phenomenal. In fact, before we got on here, I think it was uh, number seven on top ten plays on on Sports Center today. But uh, which I don't know if you saw the Justin Jefferson catch yesterday. No, I didn't see it. Didn't see it. I heard oh, it. Nick, it might be the greatest catch of all time. You've got you you got to go check it out. It, it was unbelievable. Uh, but anyways, that's good news, especially for Mister Wilson, because uh, it felt like Jerry was also just you know the the Jaguars game he played great. Uh, the previous few games, he was starting to find a groove, right? Like he was finally becoming the guy that, you know, everybody anticipated him being. So good news there. I, again, like you said, I, I doubt he plays this week. Uh, I mean, he wasn't even able to walk on it yesterday. He was in a boot in the locker room too. So, but the fact that he's going to be back at some point this season, I think is great news. But uh, like I said, good for Russell Wilson. Uh, and Nick, I want to talk about Russell since we haven't, we haven't really 
you know, dived into his performance yet. 21 of 42, 286 yards, one touchdown, one interception, obviously, uh, that came at the end of the game there. Um, just what do you think of his performance? Uh, and then I want to ask you a question after uh, your answer, maybe a little bit more big, big picture here. Well, I mean, I, with all things being considered, I, I thought he did the best that he could. Uh, the Broncos tried to establish the run game, and we knew that the Broncos were not going to be really successful because the Titans were very stingy, even though they were missing uh, Jeffrey Simmons and Zach Cunningham. I thought that the Broncos would be able to take advantage somewhat, uh, but I just felt as though they didn't really lean on the run game that much and lean on it from a perspective of play action. And the idea was when you look at the Titans, everyone knew they were going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry, no matter what, even though he only ended the game with 53 yards. The idea of that trick play, it was all set up by, guess what, Derrick Henry, and he didn't have an explosive day. So I was wondering when we were going to see that from the Broncos and their, and their offense. But I have to tell you, man, it, that was a difficult game uh, to watch. You mentioned it, Russell Wilson. I mean, he was brought down 18 times. That's too many hits, man. I played a football game where I had 16 solo tackles, George. That's not what you want. That's a lot of pounding. And you look at the sacks that Ryan Tannehill suffered, one sack for 11 yards, I believe, and Russell had six sacks for 83 yards. And listen, I don't care who you are as a quarterback. That is going to be really demoralizing. Every time you drop back, well, not every time. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating a little bit. But majority of the times when you drop back, there is a there's pressure in your face, right? There's a guy that's open. If you if you if you take the the, the remote control and pause it, there's someone's open, George. There's always someone open. But if your quarterback has a hand in his face or body in his way, it's hard to find that open person. So it it was tough sledding for uh, Russell uh, on, on Sunday. That's the the most I would say down, depressed, uh, emotional I've seen Russell after a game. This season, you know, typically when they've when they've lost games, he you know, he gets up there and, you know, has some sort of, you know, spin zone of, you know, we're going to figure it out or we did this great today or whatever. And, you know, he, he had some of that, uh, but it was very much like you could tell he was hurt. And it not only obviously, you know, physically, like you said, getting knocked down 18 times. I mean, you could see his jersey was a different color at the end of the game. But like, I think he was also just like, man, like this sucks. Like he's never really been through this. Like, yeah, they had a couple down years in Seattle, but not like this. Right. And, and, and obviously he's taken a, a beating off, you know, the field too. I mean, people are, we, we've talked about that a lot, Nick, uh, but it was interesting to see him in his locker after the game. I mean, he was just really down. I mean, Melvin Gordon went over, gave him a pep talk, you know, Jerry Judy went over Josh Johnson uh, guys talking to him in his locker and I've never seen him like that. And so it was, it was interesting to see and and we have some audio here from him talking about the team and you know you know moving forward and things like that but you can even tell in his voice that he was just really emotional and down after the game so we have the audio here from broncos.com the thing is is that as disappointing is is that i know as much as we're working our butts off we just all got to be better in it and like i said um we'll do whatever it takes man i'll do whatever it takes i don't um, i gotta try to run for it throw it whatever move around whatever we got to win these games and um that's the expectation, you know. That's that's the expectation to win games and to find ways to do it. And uh, we're not meeting that yet, um, but we're going to, you know. We're going to. We have to. We have to. And uh, you know. And uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blink on that. Nick, Nick, what was your reaction to that? And and also just 
what's your I mean what what's your thoughts on just Russell and and the way that he's handled this season so far because I think like I said it's starting to set into him that this is not going the way that anybody intended yeah um, I mean first and foremost I, I thought that you know maybe Russell's having second uh, thoughts on the trade itself I mean in Seattle he had his issues they couldn't run the ball uh, the defensive unit wasn't that great. They were having issues with the offensive line, play calling issues. But you thought change the scenery, you go into a different place, and things are going to be much better. You know, my mom always told me this, George. You know, there's a saying that says that the grass is always greener on the other side. No, it's not. When you flip it over, it's brown, right? If you really literally did it, it's brown. So maybe he's having second thoughts. And any time that you are hit 18 times, I don't know about you, George, it being being hit 18 times, but that will make um, you know a lot of things that you're thinking come into reality about your decision making. And I know it's frustrating for him because he's a quarterback. Everyone looks at the quarterback. The Broncos gave him a new deal heading into the season. He is taking it on a chin from a player production standpoint, but also outside the lines, a personal standpoint as well. So you can see when he was at the podium, it is weighing on him heavily. And I, and luckily for him, he's got a great family around him because if not, then you will have to worry about something else going on with him from a mental standpoint. But it just, it just goes to show you that this is a tough game and not just because the physical aspect uh, of the game, but the mental aspect uh, of it as well. And I'm glad that there were teammates that went over to talk to uh, Russell because usually he's doing that for someone else because when, when Melvin was having his fumbling issues, who was the guy that went over to Melvin? It was Russell. So now Melvin is returning the same favor. So I'm happy that that's in place, but it's all disappointing. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I got a couple things. One, I think you're right that there's probably part of Russell that's like, man, was this a mistake, right? Because part one of the biggest reasons why he wanted to leave Seattle was he was getting hit too much, right? The offensive line wasn't playing well towards the end, towards towards the end of his time there. Uh, they weren't able to run the ball, like you said. Broncos are doing the same thing, right? Uh, and, and some of it's not the Broncos' fault. I mean, they didn't intend for every single offensive lineman to miss time this season, right, and have the amount of injuries that they've had. But that's got to be their number one priority this offseason, you know, is is going out and getting, you know, a new offensive line and, and getting some guys, especially, I mean, my gosh, right tackle. They've got to figure that out. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that that's where some frustration is. But I think also, Nick, on the other side, I wonder if the Broncos are having a little bit of buyer's remorse saying, man, is this the guy that we thought we were getting? Because so far, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not saying it's all Russell's fault, right? There's, there's definitely some things that are not his fault, but he's, he's also not played up to expectations. He's missed some throws. In fact, he's missed a lot of throws. There's Nick, there's probably three or four passes yesterday that should have been intercepted. I mean, thrown right to Titans players that you're like, man, what are you doing? Uh, you know, and so I, I think that that's where my head is at is like, man, I, we already talked about this season. I've already jumped to what's the long-term outlook for this, this team, right. And this, this franchise really, because if you're moving on from a head coach, uh, you got to reset all of that. You're losing a couple guys in free agency. You know, you can also go out and get some guys in free agency, but you know, and then you're stuck to Russell for a long period of time. And so far of what I've seen, you know, is he really worth the, the contract 
that you that you signed him to? I don't think so, at least not right now. So that's where my head is at is already with with him is like, man, like I feel bad for him in some ways because he's getting a lot of BS that he really doesn't deserve. But at the same time, like he's also not played up to expectations yet. And I think that there, there's some people that that are probably worried about that moving forward inside the Broncos, you know, facility. Well, that's a fair point that you bring up, uh, George. But here, here's what I would say. Buyer's remorse, there's always uh, buyer's remorse, hindsight being 2020. When you right. look at Russell and why he was paid, it was based on what he was doing before. And the Broncos didn't want to get themselves and some kind of uh, be strapped financially because they knew they had 24 guys coming up in 2023. So they decided to put the cart before the horse, jump out there and get this deal done. But here is when we talk about buyer's remorse, the buyer's remorse may be with Nathaniel Hackett because when you go out and get a quarterback like Russell, you have to get someone that meshes well with him. Let's be totally honest. The Broncos are committed to him. So now if Hackett is not the guy, you need to look at around the league and say, well, who is going to be that guy that we could bring in here that he's going to change what we're doing offensively and he's not going to be tied to one system because he knows he has a quarterback that has a different skill set. So to me, that's where I look at this whole situation. Is it a mess? Absolutely. Can it be corrected? Absolutely. Will we be able to see uh, the changes right now this year? Probably not. So we won't be able to see these changes until 2023, but some changes definitely need to be made. But I don't think it just means as though you change from Russell, because remember this, keep this in mind, George. Russell has been in two Super Bowls. He has played. It's not like he's forgotten how to play this game of football. Things slow down. But now you go back to play calling it in. And is this the right system for him? And that may, that may be where the buyer's remorse may lie. Yeah, I think it's very clear that it's not. <laughs> like I and and you know, I always thought Hackett would be able to adjust what they were doing to fit what Russ is good at, right? I mean, you got to get him out of the pocket. That's part of the biggest issue. I mean, he, there's just certain things he cannot do, and he's not he's not Tom Brady, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Like you've got to get this guy out of the pocket, and they just haven't been able to do that, and they just they can't figure it out. And so uh, again. I'm not blaming it all on Russ. He needs to play better. He knows that. But I think you're right, Nick. A lot of it goes back to what they're doing. And and I, I think it also goes to personnel. I just don't – I mean, yesterday they just didn't have the guys. I mean, you were asking Russell to do something that was near impossible when you've got all these guys out on the offensive line, your best receivers out. I mean, it, it's tough. So, um, I don't know, Nick. Not a lot of answers. Uh, another tough loss for the Broncos, and, and now they get to play um, – the Raiders. I, you know, it's going to be a sicko game, Nick. This only <laughs> only sickos will watch this game on Sunday. They need to put it on ESPN eight, the Ocho, because why? Because the these, Nick, you could make an argument. These are two of the, you know, worst teams in the league. Like you could make you could make that argument that they're uh, they're up there uh, as you know two of the bottom. I'd probably say four or five teams in the league. So um, going to be an interesting this week and. and we talk about Hackett. I mean, Josh McDaniels might mm. be on the might be on the hot seat uh, in 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 Las Vegas as well. So, wait, 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 George. Before we get out of here, does this mean because you say you have to be a sicko to watch this game? Does this mean that you're not going to watch that game, or you're going to be a sicko just like the rest? Well, of the Nick, game? Nick, I get paid to watch it, but if I didn't have to, if I wasn't getting paid, <laughs> if I wasn't getting paid to watch it, I don't think I'd be watching this game. Also, Nick. <laughs> Nick, I uh, you you need to be you need to be up for uh you know if if let's say they let Hackett go, 
maybe you can be the next Jeff Saturday. Uh, maybe they give you the call that would, would you take the job, be the interim head coach? Could you fix the Broncos? I would, I would definitely take the job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because once again, like I said, it's about accountability. And I played with uh, four of some, uh, some of the better coaches in the league, Bill Parcells, Mike Shanahan. So I would take some of that old school approach. And I know some of the new school players don't adjust well or adapt to that type of, of culture, but a culture change is definitely uh, needed of some sort. So you got to hold people accountable. So if uh, George Payton happened to call me, I might have to say, uh, uh, yeah, I'll take it, but I still would need my Mondays at eight o'clock to, uh, you know, make sure I, I get with my good boy George and uh, record this podcast, though. Yeah, we'll make sure to get that in the contract. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll I'll mention it to George next time I see him. That 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 touchdown Denver needs to stay. So, uh, that how about, how about I say that next time we have practice when I see George? Hey, uh, George, if you ever looking for interim coach, uh, I'm your guy. You should. You should mention it. I mean, who knows? I mean, the Colts the Colts did it. I mean, uh, yeah. and they won. They won. They, they, I mean, they couldn't hurt. How, how bad would it hurt? Right. Jeff Saturday was able to do it. They played against the Raiders and won. I could go in and win too as well. It's the Raiders, yeah. right? Yeah, it might as well. So um, <laughs> it would be great. It would be great content. But uh, but Nick, anyways, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back later this week uh, to break down the Raiders game. Also talk some other stuff, uh, you know, about the Broncos this week. But uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Please share it. Uh, and thanks again. We'll see you guys later this week.